48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The government announces tighter COVID testing measures and a flurry of lockdowns ahead of Chinese New Year. Media tycoon Jimmy Lai is remanded in custody after the top court reserves judgment on whether he can be freed on bail and the military seizes power in Myanmar. The government is ramping up anti-coronavirus measures in the next 10 days to push down coronavirus cases in the hope of reopening more businesses and schools after the Lunar New Year holiday. Candice Wong reports. The new measures mean all residents will have to take a COVID test if a single unlinked case is found in their buildings or if the virus is found in the sewage. Mandatory tests will be imposed at all workplaces where at least two infections are found. And Chief Secretary Matthew Jung says there will be a flurry of ambush-style lockdowns ahead of the Lunar New Year. We expect to mount at least one operation per day. He says just because the past two lockdowns haven't found any cases doesn't mean they aren't useful. That's good news. That means the area is zero infection. So the people living there, going to shop there, they feel comfortable, they feel safe. The goal is to cut off virus transmissions in a community so suspended businesses and school classes can resume after Lunar New Year break. Meanwhile, Health Chief Sophia Chen says the first shipment of COVID vaccines from BioNTech should arrive in the latter part of this month. Infectious diseases expert Leung Chi Chu says the tightened measures are a step in the right direction, but one-time tests will have a limited effect. Even if you test all the people within a building and do not find any cases, there's no guarantee there won't be any further case in future because uh, there may be some people still in the uh, incubation period. It's still relying on the individual to stay at high alert uh, so that they can come forward for retesting, even if they have a negative result on the compulsory testing. Authorities have since announced a series of lockdowns in Chimsa Choi, Yunlong, Hong Hom and Yamate. The Court of Final Appeal has reserved judgment on a challenge by the Department of Justice to a lower court's decision to grant bail in a national security case to the pro-democracy media tycoon Jimmy Lai. Priscilla Ng has more. The case centres on the meaning of a clause of the national security law which states that judges should only grant bail to suspects if they are satisfied that they will not threaten national security while awaiting trial. Government lawyers argue that the default position in such cases should be to refuse bail. They also argued that it was inappropriate to mitigate risk through bail conditions. Mr. Lai's counsel argued that bail conditions are a relevant factor and that based on the principles of presumption of innocence and the right to liberty, it is for prosecutors to prove that a defendant is a threat to national security. Mr. Lai, who was remanded in custody when the top court agreed to hear the appeal in December, was remanded again until it delivers its verdict at a date to be decided. He faces charges of colluding with foreign powers and fraud. There's been major disruption to life in Myanmar following a coup by the military. Banks closed and transport links shut down. Troops are reported to have surrounded guest houses in the capital, Naypyidaw, where MPs were staying before the planned opening of Parliament today. It's the BBC's Jonathan Head. The military takeover began in darkness early this morning as soldiers detained Aung San Suu Kyi and her political allies across the country. All power was transferred to the armed forces commander, General Minong Line, under a state of emergency. 
He is the principal figure accused by the United Nations of genocide for his role in atrocities against Muslim Rohingyas. Now he's running the country. The military cited alleged flaws in last November's election to justify their action. Aung San Suu Kyi's party won more than 80% of the seats contested, while the military's own party performed badly. Beijing says it is monitoring developments in Myanmar. Is the foreign ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin. We have seen what is happening in Myanmar and we are furthering our understanding of the situation. China is Myanmar's friendly neighbour. We hope all sides in Myanmar can appropriately manage their differences under the constitution and the legal framework to uphold political and social stability. Two of the neighbouring countries, Thailand and Cambodia, said the military takeover was an internal matter. But the United States, Japan, India and the European Union urged the Burmese authorities to respect democracy. Britain called for the civilian leaders to be released. Tune to RTHK, the town has just gone past five minutes past 11. An investigation panel appointed by the MTR Corporation says the railway company underestimated glitches in a new signalling system last year, which eventually led to the delay of a major upgrade. Violet Wong has the story. The probe showed the rail firm first learned about the issue in May, but did not resolve it until September, forcing the MTR to postpone the launch of a new signalling system due to go online the next day. The panel concluded that if the MTR Corporation had carried out a more detailed investigation earlier, it would have realised how complex the issue was and might have been able to report this to its management and the government and avoid the delay. But the probe cleared the company of allegations that it had covered up the glitches, which prevented the system from being introduced to the East Rail Line and the future shot into Central Link. The MTR CEO Jacob Kemp said the problems have now been fixed and the system will be put into operation on Saturday. Mr Kemp admitted that engineers should have been more sensitive but stressed that train safety was still guaranteed. The report has pointed out that the working team has um, underestimated the complexity of the issue and also of course there is a lack of sensitivity to the public expectation of service quality. This combined Uh, underestimation has caused them to miss the best time to conduct detailed analysis of the problem and also miss the good opportunity of reporting both internally and externally about the issues and follow up. He said a new dedicated team directly accountable to him will be set up to monitor the construction of the Shatin to Central Link. But he also considered the delay will have an impact on the opening of the Cross Harbour section next year and said the MTR will make announcements once it has an idea when the new line would open. In a statement, the government, which is the MTR's largest shareholder, says it reserves the rights to pursue liability. Some Hong Kong people anxious to take advantage of a controversial new visa scheme to move to the UK have been rushing to complete their applications, which opened just yesterday. Many showed up at a processing office in North Point to submit documents. The new BNO visa allows them to live and work in Britain for five years and leads to full citizenship a year after that. China has slammed the move as a violation of international law and it has stopped recognising the BNO passport as a valid travel document. Francis Sitt spoke to some people who were lining up at the visa centre this morning. We have the time concern because we would like to start our life in UK as soon as possible. We have kids and we would like them to go to UK for a new life. 
One kid is in primary and one kid is in uh, secondary. They are young and we would like them to start the adaptation early. I was quite nervous and spent one hour filling in the online application because there were quite a lot of supporting documents to upload, but the website is quite clear. We have long waited for January 31st to come and we couldn't wait longer because we don't know what measures would Beijing and Hong Kong come up with to retaliate against this visa scheme. Smooth and quick. I ran the office, the staff checked my document. He double-checked my address, telephone number, and then wait to biomed so quickly. Advisers to the Independent Commission Against Corruption say it received fewer than 2,000 complaints last year, the lowest in 40 years. Benjamin Tang, the chairman of one of the ICAC's four advisory panels, said the 16% year-on-year decline may be down to the reduced economic activity during the pandemic. He was asked whether the figures could be a sign that people are reluctant to report graft cases. The population may be preoccupied with other things, in fighting a virus, in other economic concern about their own jobs, so a drop is not surprising. It's been an unprecedented year, not just for Hong Kong, but for the world. Both figures, whether it go up or go down, have a lot of other attributing factors as well. So you cannot pin it down on one. But last year, as I said, is exceptional. So I think my guess is this is one of the major contributing factors. Pakistan has received its first batch of coronavirus vaccines. Half a million doses of the Chinese Sinopharm jab have arrived by plane from Beijing. The Russian court has fined Alexei Navalny's wife, Yulia, $260 for taking part in nationwide protests on Sunday. She was among those detained near the Moscow prison where her husband is being held. He's due in court on Tuesday when prosecutors will ask the judge to activate a three-and-a-half-year suspended sentence he was given in 2014. The BBC Sarah Rainsford reports from Moscow. The number of detentions across Russia breaks all records, with well over 5,000 people arrested on Sunday just for turning out to protest. The Kremlin spokesman today denounced the protests as illegal and claimed there were many hooligans among the crowd, so Russian police, he said, were simply doing their job. But this standoff isn't over. Alexei Navalny's team have called protesters onto the streets again tomorrow when the opposition politician is due in court for a hearing that could see him sent to prison for several years. His supporters call that move shameful and absolutely politically motivated. The United Nations has stressed the importance of the work of Libyan representatives who have gathered in Switzerland to choose new leaders. The candidates include figures from the two rival administrations that have been vying for control of Libya one based in the capital Tripoli, the other in the east of the country. Stephanie Williams, the UN chair of the meeting, told delegates there was a lot at stake. Open competition is good for democracy. This is the kind of competition that can only take place when the guns are silent. Indeed, a year ago, this would not have been possible. The world's first biofueled rocket has been launched by a company in the U.S. state of Maine. The first test flight by Blue Shift Aerospace used a six-metre-long rocket, which was propelled a kilometre into the air to test its propulsion and control systems. The fuel is more sustainable and cheaper than ones currently available. The company's CEO, Sasha Derry, says it's even safe enough for human consumption. We are the first company in the world that we're aware of to launch 
commercially a rocket using a bio-derived fuel. Our secret sauce we can't reveal, but we can say that the substances can be found from farms not only across America, but truly across the world. Maine, where the event took place, hopes to become a low-cost hub for small rocket launches. South Africa's former leader, Jacob Zuma, has said he's willing to go to prison rather than appear before a commission investigating corruption during his presidency. He has long accused the Zondo Commission of being biased against him. It was created to investigate allegations that the wealthy Gupta family used their relationship with the former president to secure millions of dollars worth of contracts. The Guptas and Jacob Zuma deny any wrongdoing. Price of silver has reached its highest for eight years. It's the latest market to be targeted by amateur investors, although there are questions over who's driving the increase. Recent days, users on the social media site Reddit have been buying stocks that Wall Street hedge funds bet against, resulting in large losses for major investors. Sport Now and Mo Salah scored twice as champions Liverpool moved up to third in the Premier League with a 3-1 win at West Ham. Manager Jurgen Klopp was delighted with the performance, particularly with the quality of all three goals. Well, I don't know exactly um, how Mo controlled that. It was a great pass from Shark, but there was still some job to do for Mo, I would say. And um, the first touch was incredible. The first goal is a Mo Salah goal. I'm really happy that he uh, could score in this situation. Um, no, he stayed calm and, and chipped the ball. Uh, I don't think the goalie even could see the ball properly because too many players were in front of him. It's a really smart goal, the second goal, sensational. And the third goal, <laughs> wow, nice team play. So, yeah, it's a massive challenge against West Ham. They not only have the set piece, they have the counter-attacks as well. They were not there as well today because our, our counter-pressing was, uh, was really good. Although they couldn't counter-attack properly. So, uh, it was a good game. Meanwhile, Liverpool have agreed a fee of around £2 million to sign Preston North End centre-back Ben Davis, with the medical expected to take place ahead of the transfer deadline later tonight. An Everton striker, Cenk Tosin, has rejoined Turkish Super League side Besiktas on loan until the end of the season. Now to the NBA and a wild finish in Washington where the star-studded Brooklyn Nets were stunned by Russell Westbrook and the Wizards. With less than four seconds left in the game, Westbrook and his teammate, Bradley Beal, each made a 3-2 cap, a stunning victory for the Wizards, 149-246. Two Washington stars finished with 41 and 37 points respectively. Joe Harris scored a career-high 30 points for the Nets, but he also turned the ball over in the dying seconds that led to Westbrook's game-winning three. Mind of our top stories tonight, the government announces tighter COVID testing measures and a flurry of lockdowns ahead of Chinese New Year. Media tycoon Jimmy Lai is remanded in custody after the top court reserves judgment on whether he can be freed on bail. And the military seizes power in Myanmar. The news from RTHK. Thanks a lot. More from our newsroom coming up at midnight. A little less conversation, a little more action. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less spark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart and maybe satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Baby, close your eyes and listen to the music. Dig to the summer breeze. 
It's a groovy night and I can show you how to use it. You come along with me and put your mind at ease. Hey, less conversation, just a little more action. All this aggravation and satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less bark. A little less bite, a little more spark. Shut your mouth and open up your heart. And baby, satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Come on, baby, I'm tired of talking. Grab your coat and let's start walking. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Don't procrastinate, don't articulate. Girls getting late, you just sit wait around. A little less conversation, a little more action. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more fight, a little less spark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Shut your mouth and open up your heart. Baby, satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me, girl. Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me, girl. Satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me, baby. And of course, a bit of uh, Elvis, a little less conversation from uh, 1968. Uh, Elvis uh, Presley was released as a single in uh, that year. Um, One year earlier, the Beatles. Penny Lane, there is a barber shop for the 